presented by Syntax Advisors. Welcome to ETF TV, your insight into the world of exchange-traded funds, issuers, and investments. I'm Margarita Harikova, and joining me today is Dan Cooper, founder and CEO of Rock Investments, and Deborah Fur. Welcome to the show. It's nice to be with you. Thank you. So, Dan, congratulations on launching your first ETF, the Rock Investments Character ETF. Can you describe what is character and why is that important? When I was working for my mentor, Joe Ritchie, he was a famous trader out of Chicago. And we were coming at the market from the standpoint of how can we find an indicator that's currently not being measured that we could utilize to help us get a better edge on the understanding of the market. We knew we couldn't out-analyze Wall Street, but we believed personally in the value of character, in the way individuals behave. And we have consistently found that it doesn't get a marker at all in the way companies are valued. Fred Keel, who wrote the book, Return on Character, and KRW, which is his company, we've partnered with, classifies character as integrity, responsibility, forgiveness, and compassion. And these are the markers that we look for in the market, using a variety of different tools to do that. It's a very basic concept that I think a lot of us intuitively understand. It matters when you work for somebody that actually genuinely cares about you, that shows integrity, that consistently tells the truth, that owns mistakes and responsibilities. And it also matters whenever you work for somebody that does the inverse of that. And the ripple effects throughout the organization, especially when you consider it from the top down, have a significant impact in the long-term performance of a company. So how do you measure character and how often do you update the measurements? We start with a linguistic behavioral analysis together with KRW's research professors from Duke, Yale, University of Virginia, and INSEAD in France. And we use that process to whittle down the broader Russell 1000. And then we use publicly available data to run behavioral analysis, looking for the markers of character as we define them, integrity, responsibility, forgiveness, and compassion. We also use behavior-based interviews with people that are familiar with these CEOs. We focus on the CEOs, but we also are doing analysis on the executive teams. We think that is equally as important. All of those are quantified, and then we generate a composite character score. And that's how companies are selected and how they end up in our portfolio. And what are the benefits to investors and people or companies that have character? We believe it has been proven in the book, Return on Character by Fred Keel, published by Harvard Business Review, that character does matter and that character will outperform over time. It was a seven-year study that analyzed high-character CEOs and low-character CEOs and essentially proved out that high-character CEOs dramatically outperform low-character CEOs. And we're trying to create a portfolio that allows people to buy the market and have the same market exposure as you would if you were to buy a broader market and only allocate capital with CEOs that have ranked highly in our review. No longer do you have to just buy the market. You can actually buy the market, have the same level beta on a relative basis and get exposure to high character CEOs. We're excited to have 106 companies and we hope every company eventually gets on the list. You know, I mean, from our standpoint, the more we can see markers of integrity, responsibility and forgiveness and compassion, 
in the leadership of public companies, the better it is. And so we see this as something that we hope will bleed into the system of consideration for how companies hire and how boards hire leadership, because we think it matters, not only from a financial standpoint, but we also think it makes a better world. Thank you for joining us. Oh, it was a pleasure. Thank you very much. Debbie, can we talk about some of the other news in the ETF industry? Last week, 34 new ETFs were listed. There were 41 new cross listings. If we look through the end of last week, there's now been 356 new products coming to market, 390 new cross listings. 40 products have been closed and 35 extra listings have been delisted. So net, we're up 316 new products and there's 355 new cross listings so far. Looking at the products that came to market last week, we see there's a lot of ESG, there's a lot of themes. We see Dimensional has come to market again. We see that Global X has launched products both in Hong Kong and Japan. We see some products in China, in South Korea. The other big news last week was the SEC published a paper on proposed mandatory climate risk disclosures. So there's a comment period, but this is a big move from the SEC, and it's actually quite different than the approach the EU has taken, where they went out with a taxonomy and now are working on definitions. So a lot is happening in the ESG space. We also heard comments come out from the Bank of England and the FCA around cryptocurrency and some of the concerns they have there. So a lot going on, and we expect that we will close the month of March with record number of new listings on a year-to-date basis. Thanks for the update, Debbie. And thanks again to Dan for joining us today and to our sponsors, Syntax Advisors, and of course, to all of you for watching. To watch prior episodes and to see news from the ETF industry, visit us at etftv.net. ETF TV News does not provide investment advice nor recommend products.